Hey guys, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend, a podcast about mental health and astrology. Have you guys ever had a bad day or felt so anxious to the point where you are struggling to find yourself in this vast society we call life? Not to worry, guys. I have felt this way too. The podcast interviews guests from college students to parents and even experts that talk about their journey to where they are in the present moment. So sit back and relax and remember that you are not alone. Without further ado, let's get started with today's podcast. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, like I said before, Anchor is totally free. So pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Episode 35 is about Katie Chinakis. Katie has been in the entertainment industry for over two decades now, from acting to voiceover acting, podcasting, to even being an author. Katie talks a lot about her journey to self-discovery and also gives great advice for other people that are into the entertainment industry. Katie also talks a lot about mental illness and also spirituality in general. And you can follow all of Katie's work by checking the links in the show description. And like always, guys, before you guys can tune into the podcast, please, guys, like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Your ratings and subscriptions will help boost the podcast overall. But without further ado, here is our conversation with me and Katie. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host, Josh Sanchez, and I'm here with a very special guest, professional actress. She literally does everything, Katie Chinakis. Katie, what are you doing today, and how are you doing? Hey, Joshua. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you, and to the person tuning in, thank you for being here. I honor you. You can be anywhere, and you choose to be here, so I'm excited for an impactful conversation. Yeah, right now I'm in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. How, how is it in New York now? I, I only went up there like once or twice. You know, honestly, um, I, um, it's, this is the first time I've been back since, uh, September, 2020 when like no one knew what was going on. And I like left September, 2020 and I just got back to my, uh, condo and I had to like really put some pieces together. Cause you know, I, I wasn't here and, um, you know, I don't have a vehicle here. It's it's not here because you don't really need one in New York. But I'm definitely like not interested in going on transportation underground or anything like that. So I, I've just been cozying in. I've been focusing on just like revamping internally my core, you know, like my clothes, my my home and, you know, gearing up to, you know, go to California and some other places I need to travel to for work. But, um, you know, I, I did a couple photo shoots outside, like at Central Park and Wall Street, and that was really fun. Um, but it's not the same. You know, it's Fashion Week happening right now. And I've been invited to some shows and I've been going to Fashion Week since I was a kid, literally since I was a teenager and I'm so grateful for that. And it's always like so fun, but it's, it's just things change. And that's totally fine too. Cause like the only thing that's consistent in life is change. Right. But I don't have the vibes. Like, even though I love fashion and it's like my friend, like my friend's show that's happening, like coming up. And it's like, I don't just have the interest to go to shows and be around people. I don't know. And with, with, with people, I don't know what they're doing. You know what I mean? So I'm just it's, um, you know, it's different. And I think, um, without a car for me specifically, it's quite challenging. So I, I prefer, I think if I had a car to be going out to more places. Um, so that's kind of the vibes. I've just been like really staying in and focusing on myself. So, you know, there's yin and yang to everything, right? 
Yeah. And, and, at, and at the end of the day, Katie, I will say, like, it's all about, you know, as you're going through life, you know, doing fashion shows and, you know, like traveling all around, you know, it's just all about finding yourself at the end of the day. That's definitely something that's important. And I will say uh, power to you for actually taking some time, you know, doing some internal work, you know, and and really just taking that step, you know, because everybody needs it every once in a while. You know, I, I know you mentioned that, like you go to L.A. and you travel a lot for work and stuff. Um, that leads me right to my first question, Katie. I know you do a lot when it comes to work, um, but what are some passions that you have and what are some things that you really enjoy doing when it comes to work? Yeah, well, my number one thing is art. I just, I love art so much and like anything can be art. So, you know, that, that, and anything can be, you know, uh, all these colors, which really excite me. Um, you know, I love, um, putting all the emotions, like you said, we all grow through stuff in life, spiritual journeys. And I love that I can apply it to my voiceovers, to my acting, to my craft. So if it's a commercial or a video game, like, a, or an animation comedy, if it's like, uh, if it's an eight year old boy or a 14 year old girl, or like, you know, like someone in their twenties or thirties, it doesn't matter. But, um, I love my passion is acting, you know, um, I really love acting so much. And I remember a lot of times as a model, photographers always loved working with me because I wasn't just like a model kind of like standing there, whatever they would always say, like, cause I get like, I embody the character. I like develop a character, you know, and I get into it. So like, I, I have this amazing world that's happening for modeling and same thing for music, you know, like I get to be an actor. So that's why I feel like musicians who are singers, um, it goes hand in hand because they're putting on a show, you know, it's like, or they have like their alter ego or whatever. It's like the same thing as having a character, you know? And so, um, I've gone on this journey, like you mentioned, and I've gone full circle of over, you know, two decades of a very successful career and success is measured right by everyone. It's not money. It's 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 measured with oneself, not what other people want to project or think of you. But what is success for you? Right. And so for me, with everything I've experienced now, I'm really focused on being a household name um, in in the movies, on TV and having an animation series. So those are my focuses. Um, which I'm really, really passionate and excited about. In addition, I can take all of the experiences of everything I just shared with you, in addition to painting and doodling and, you know, producing, directing web series and projects and pivoting and putting it into Web3 and onboarding people and educating people about Web3 in a very ethical way. We're living in revolutionary times. And I can take all of the stuff I've self-produced, which I am, and I'm putting it on the blockchain and releasing them as NFTs and, you know, sharing that story with people, sharing my story that's going to be on the blockchain for eternity. And, you know, people... You know, sometimes we were in a room, a marketing room the other day, and someone said, my friend JR, and he's like, you know, sometimes it's not even like if I like someone's artwork or not, or their project, I just like, I, or I just like them as a person. I like what they're doing. So like, you know, if you're doing something and it means something to you, not what it, what it means to everyone, but what it means to you, like people can identify that with someone in like London or Portugal, or you never know, and then become a collector of of, you know, who you are, your essence, your spirit, your being. So I'm really excited about Web3 and all the possibilities that are happening, um, especially for, you know, artists, because we get to um, take our power back. It's a time to reclaim our power and not, I'm like going off here, but I'll, I'll just kind of um, end on this note, because I'm sure you have questions, but, you know, it's a way for us to take our power back instead of, you know, if you're an author wanting a book publishing deal, or if you're a painter wanting like an art house or a gallery to uh, an art dealer to represent you, to get the validation. Do you like my artwork? Do you, do you see my self-worth? Do you, do you see this cool thing that my little girl K that my younger spirit created? I'm needing external validation. No, we don't need to do that anymore. We can literally empower ourselves, find the marketplace we want to be on and release it independently and, you know, their strategy to that with, you know, community and your intentions and who you are and shape shifting actually to be a, a decent, kind human being. And when you align to that and you get in touch with people in that way, then that's how we're going to take actionable steps, how we are taking actionable steps for a kinder humanity and a system that actually works because the old system obviously blew up, deteriorating, falling down, not working. There's a reason for that. There's multiple reasons for that. 
Yeah, and I, and I will say, Katie, that was a really spot-on answer. You know, there's a lot, and when it comes to your answer, I just want to say, one, I can definitely feel that passion and feel that drive, you know. Um, and I know being an artist, you got to have that, like you said. like, and I, and I definitely think times are changing, you know, whereas I feel like, especially being in America, you know, it's a capitalistic society, you know, and with that, your, produ- your productivity, my fault, is, like, measured constantly, and I feel like now with, like, mental health, people are starting to understand more self-worth, self-value, and, and like you said, like, finding your own market, finding where you, you can fit in in your own market, you know, and finding your passions. Um, I just wanted to say, like, that's a really, like, spot-on answer, and I completely agree with you when it comes to times are changing, especially even from, like, from like a podcasting standpoint too, like now podcasting is expanding art as well. Art is expanding. Music is expanding. Um, and I know you mentioned a lot about like acting music and, and you brought everything together. Um, just building off of our conversation so far, I know you mentioned a lot about like playing in the part when it comes to like being like an actress, you know, um, tell me a little bit about that process. So let's say like you have like a scheduled meetup for like being like a voice voiceover actress or even like you're about to shoot a tv show how do you get into that mode where you're playing this character love this question you're a great listener by the way thank you so much i appreciate you and the journey of this conversation uh so um what dives uh, i dive deep into um i just went out for a film role you know what i mean and nowadays with social media you can't say the project you can't say a line in the project because it's not your written word you can't talk about it online so i did a couple like stories like oh i had weekend plans weekend plans and now i'm doing a hollywood film audition so like i say that to be like in in part and i'm as i'm playing to get into the character but what i did is i got the information from my email and then I confirmed it. You have to confirm it right away, right? Because it's your character and it shows your work ethic and your professionalism. Just see where you are. So it's your responsibility as talent to confirm it. So your agent knows, the casting director knows, like you are on it. And then and then you go to work. You, right when you get that email, and it could literally happen like when I'm done here, I can open up my email and I have something and I have to like literally clear my schedule because that's number one priority. For the next 24 hours, 48 hours, that's the only thing I can focus on. And until that's done, I can't do anything else. And so that's how you kind of shape shift and prioritize like what it what what means what to you because with all the stuff going on. But anyways, to get deep diving here, um, I look at the information casting director. Oh, my God. A casting director who who's legendary in Hollywood. She's brought me in so many times. She booked me on major movie star with Jessica Simpson. Dope. Love her. She knows my work. She hasn't seen in a while. Um, It's an opportunity for her to like see me again, be back on the map, because like I said, what my household goal is. Right. So um, I look at the director, I look at the producer, I read the character description. So I do the data part. I do the resources, find the tone of the show. If it's a, this was a film. So if it's a TV show, is it TNT? Is it CBS? Is it, you know, you find out like, is it comedy, drama? You got to find the tone of the show, right? And then when that happens, um, you know, being an actor and being the, the way my imagination works, it can go like so left or so right or so up or so down. So I allow myself to go as far as I want in any direction And then after I do that, while I'm like reading the script, right, after I looked at the data information, I'm reading the script and I and I look at it and I get a vibe of who she is before asking my manager or my coach or anyone like what they think. I want to get to like the messiness of what I feel and think. Right. So. I put out a message to my manager and I send it to him. I'm like, yo, like I have this project. Um, This is what I think. And then he called me, you know, back and he's like, okay, yeah, you're on tone here. It's kind of like this. This is the vibe. And just to kind of like get a buffer from like a director from a coach. So you don't go like too far off the railroad tracks. But as an actor, there's permission to go outside the lines, but you want to do them within the the authenticity of being grounded in the character based on imaginary circumstances. And so this particular role was a really fun role. I tapped in really into my primal being, which we are all we are all we are all very primal, but we're domesticated at a very young age. There's an amazing book by um, Don Miguel Ruiz, The Four Agreements and Mastery of Love and how we're all very primal. Right. But then like a blank canvas and then we become domesticated. So in Susan Batson's work, right, she's 
amazing in New York. She does online classes for anyone who wants to do it internationally. She's like super famous. Nicole Kidman's act, personal acting coach for like over 18 years, Julia Binoche, Oprah, Madonna, the list goes on, Liv Tyler, Zac Efron. But um, she's amazing. And Susan Batson, she has a book called Truth, T-R-U-T-H, B-A-T-S-O-N, Susan Batson. So I, what I like to do sensorily, right? Because we're, we live from our neck up, our throat chakra, our, our mind. So we're in our head, right? So as an actor, as a human being, you want to be in, into the body intelligence of your emotions, right? This is how I work. So I want to be sensorial. So I'm like, what would this character wear? Like I got a fur, I got like some feathers, I put some jewelry on, she's wearing this bandana thing, I put that on. So my body feels it. So then my self esteem, you know, and my spirit and my soul's playing in a way and I'm doing things with my voice where I'm just like articulating the conversation. So that's how I get into the character for me to deep dive instead of being so strung up on the words because you want to, as an actor, you want to be off book, especially your self-tape. And that's what they're going to see. You want to be off work, but you have to, you have to memorize this. You have to memorize like, you know, four to 12 pages in like, you know, 24 hours <laughs> or, you know, 48 hours, how long have you have? So I like to, um, me, I need to physically get it out of my body. So like, I'll call my mom or uh, if I'm with someone, I'm like, yo, run these lines. I just need to get it out. Like blah, 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 back and forth. Just so it's out of my body. Cause sometimes when you get like a doctor role or like a, a neuroscientist or an astronaut, maybe you're saying words that you wouldn't say. You're, you're, you're not, your tongue is using different muscles and different vibrations of sound control of your body language. And so to have the craft and to develop, you know, I, I'm grateful. I studied for, you know, since day one, it's, it's a craft that you need to develop <clears throat> so you can dive into these characters. Wow. And, and I will say, I, I really appreciate that answer, Katie, as well. When, it, when you really took like a deep dive into like the industry, you know, playing that cart, the, the part, playing, finding like your role, you know, memorizing the lines. And I did not know that you only have like 24 to 48 hours to memorize so many lines. Like I could only imagine, I know like for myself, you know, especially if you're like a major part two where you have to like memorize so many, so many lines and stuff. But it really is, like you said, Katie, like just a vibe. You got to feel the vibe of the character, you know? What are that stressing, stressing like them, you know, finding, finding their energy. What role are they playing? Um, I, re I really appreciate that answer, Katie, as you really just really dug deep into it. And I definitely think that's some really great insight as to for people that are listening, you know, that are in into like being maybe an actress or an actor, you know, to really just dig into. And you really have to play your part. The great ones do it, you know, so well. And and I, I even like the the people that you that you recommended as well in those books, too. I definitely I'll try and find the links and put them on for the podcast as well. So people can just check that out and stuff. Yeah, dope. Oh, I can send them over to you too, so you don't have to fish for them. Uh, Uta Hagen, Respect for Acting, is amazing on audio because it's just like she's her book's amazing. Respect for Acting. Um, um, one thing I would like to say, yeah, sometimes sometimes you do have a week, rarely, mm -hmm. but in voiceovers, it's always like a, a rush that day, 24, 48 hours turnaround, and it's fine because it doesn't matter how you look; it's just how you sound, right? And you're you can look at it from an iPad, which I do. You know, to memorize it, unless it's a mocap, motion capture, right? Where they're, which is huge nowadays, um, but really big. But but the thing is, the 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 classic saying, "Early bird gets the worm," right? I used to be so like anti, like early bird gets the worm because I'm not an early person. However, it says right there on the thing when you're when you're getting the project, like the the deadline was Tuesday. Um, evening but it says don't wait till the last minute because that's when everyone else runs them in you want so when i got it on friday i mean i sent it in and so it was in so i'm already two two and a half days ahead of everyone else who's going to send it in because if the director and if director and the casting they find things that they like earlier on who knows if they're going to get to you who knows there might just be too many they might have like five or 10 great selects where they're like, they're done. Or they might have even a couple like offer outs where people aren't auditioning, where they're just doing offers. So I, for me and my anxiety and the way that I am, so it's easier for me and more fun for me. When I get something, I like to work on hard stops. Like here's the target, get to it, and then give myself a hard stop with a little like, wiggle room because I like to work under pressure in that way. But also I don't, like to wait to the last minute because then sometimes if something's four or five pages 
I know I can do this in in like a day or two. I'm not going to wait another two days. It's just anxiety. It's just going to be in my head. Anxiety is going to build and I could be done with it and like have my whole week cleared for all the meetings I have lined up, you know, so I have to be specific and I have to show up and start messy and have confidence and trust that my choices and my talent is going to be good enough for me to show up and do it instead of putting it off because then we drowned ourselves out and we 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 become like I don't want to say our worst enemies but hard on ourselves and I, I hope people can identify and relate to what I'm saying and that applies to every principle not just acting. Oh, yeah. And, and I completely agree. As I was hearing your answer, Katie, like I'm, I was just reminded of like a lot of just like school assignments or even like for, for me, because I was in like communications and like radio and stuff, too. So we had like a weekly radio show, you know, where we have to we have a deadline where we have to like find certain facts and criteria, you know, Katie. And for and for me, I, I operate the same way. Like I like to get stuff done if if if. I, I, I'm usually one of those kids, like, if I get the assignment done, I usually knock it out within the first couple of days, just for, like, anxiety for me, you know, or I'll knock out most of it, and then the I'll finish the last part as we get closer to the deadline, just because for me, like, my own anxieties, like, when, when it comes to last-minute stuff, like, I get really nervous, and I end up making, like, simple mistakes, you know, and I definitely think that is another, like, great piece of insight from your own personal experience, voice acting, and also, like, acting in general and stuff that I think a lot of people can take that. And like you said, like not even just with acting, with school stuff, with projects, art, anything, music, uh, anything that requires a deadline, you know, and and yeah. I really think you, you have to really understand yourself before you can really understand like these projects, you know. So for you, Katie, like recognizing like, hey, like I got to get my stuff done usually in the beginning because like my my own anxieties and stuff like that I know yeah. towards the end like I'll become more anxious which then will like affect my work you know so that's something that then those are steps that you took Katie to understand yourself you know and I recommend everybody some people they operate completely different some people operate yeah. similarly you know but at the end of the day it's just finding yourself and finding what really like causes your own anxieties you know and once you're able to do that like you said, Katie, you're able to knock out things in, in the deadline. And I will say you've been on a lot. I've listened to a couple of your voiceovers and stuff, and they're really insightful. And, and I and I really enjoyed them. Um, I know you. you were I know you were in uh, Minecraft, correct? Uh, yeah. How yeah, was how that was that great. experience? Oh, my God. It was so good. It was so good. Um, so the thing is, I have a niece and nephew. They're so cute. And they. um I was home for like a holiday one time and they were playing Minecraft. And so I was there viscerally, sensorially being in it with them, seeing the vibes of how it was or else I would never be on a Minecraft. And I did. And then all of a sudden it was a manifestation and I was back in LA and I got an audition for Minecraft and they wanted Melissa McCarthy. And so I went to YouTube and I saw the way she moved her voice, her lips and stuff. And I saw it and then I applied that and to Minecraft. And while I was doing the audition, I was like seeing the caves and I was like in it, you know, because I'm a very, you know, like I sell like a visceral, I just embody and I go for it. And and I booked it. And not only did I book that role, but they booked me for a couple other roles, too, which is really awesome, you know. So so it was it was amazing experience. I'm so grateful for my team and, you know, the people, the director and the the people I worked with. And it's cool because like once they know you, they're also casting like five or six other video games. You know what I mean? So then they like they can they know who you are. They can call you back, bring you in and things. So that's really, really neat. Yeah, no, I, I, I saw that you you did a voiceover for that. I was like, yeah, I have I have to ask her this question, you know, because Minecraft is so popular, you know, and and uh, I, I just wanted to really I was just really fascinated by that. Um, but just continuing our conversation, I know we've talked a lot about like acting and really like your passion overall. I can really feel like that passion and drive you have, you know, to be successful and to really get your voice out there um, when it comes to like a more spiritual aspect. I know you mentioned spirituality a couple times in your and your answers, you know, um, what, have you ever had like a moment where like you, you had like a spiritual awakening or like you've had a moment where you realize like, this is really what I want to do, whether that's like with art, with music, like, have you ever had like moments like that in your life? Yeah, I've had so many. So, I mean, we could be here for a few days, but, um, <laughs> You know, I grew up in a uh, Greek Orthodox Christian tradition. So we I grew up listening to a priest um, do the liturgy in 
in, in Greek, you know, old calendar and hymns, you know, lighting incense and, you know, candles and praying to icons and like kissing icons and just being like hearing the sound of vibrations and, you know, being in that spiritual realm. It's how I was raised. And my family came over from the old country, from Greece. And my Yaya, she's my bestest friend in the world. She's 92. It's who I'm named after, Kiriaki, who's a saint, Saint Kiriaki. Um, I've always felt the pressure to walk in her shoes and to fulfill her shoes where I actually, you know, well, first, before I go there, Mayaya, she was, um, she's from the island of Hios, C-H-I-O-S, the South Village Cardamula. She would go 10 um, miles each way every day on a donkey to pick blueberries. That was her job. That's what she did. And she came from the old country to America for a better life for our family that she created. Okay, so I have honor and respect for my yaya and our tradition and our heritage. And it gave me a, such a deep, insightful impact of tradition, of family, of religion, of spirituality, and of just having a rock to lean on, which also gave me a great observation of, you know, literature and, you know, poets, um, Socrates, Plato, the Greek mythology, the, you know, um, the fantasy world. So I received all of that. And I was as an um, observer, as a human reflecting, I could be like, oh, someone from Paris or someone from England or from Vietnam, like anywhere in the world, you know, they have their traditions, they have their cultures. And so I understood at a very young age when I, you know, was a seeker like Socrates, you know, a philosopher philosopher, um, you know, who's a philosopher of wisdom, who's a who's a, some Socrates said something of the lines like a person who is a seeker of knowledge is a philosopher. So I always thought as a child, like I'm a philosopher, I'm a I'm a seeker of wisdom, I'm a seeker. And I explored the world and I was able to go to Prague and Dominican Republic and Bermuda and like all these amazing places in India and like, you know, be with like, you know, on, on the border of Pakistan and India with the Pakistanians soldiers in their horses and like have some laughs with them and take photos with them. Although, you know, like, we're culturally different in ways and living in different parts of the planet and raised in different ways. We're very much alike with energy and culture and food. We all have to eat, you know, and like, and so it was really impactful to be in the present presence of other people's energies and circumstances and just feel welcomed. And, and sometimes when I didn't know what they were saying by hearing the by uh, by being a kid with my Greek Orthodox tradition and my roots through spirituality, I was able to hear the tone like, you know, you can know if someone's talking about you, you know, if they're upset, you know, if they're sad, if you're, you know, an empath or like just observing, you can hear the sound of other people and you can feel their energy and their spirituality and their soul without even saying a word, you know, sometimes our, our our senses are so powerful. We can look at someone and feel it and know if we feel safe or not, right? It's that that intimate and that basic. And and so having this amazing um, upbringing in, in that way, it really gave me um, respect and honor to be able to have that. And then for me to dismantle and understand that other people may not have that. So empathy for people who maybe don't believe in God or Jesus or people who don't believe in religion um, or, you know, whatever, just to be like, we're human, we're having this human experience and it's, I'm not going to right or wrong you and I, I'm not right or wrong, but this is what you were given. This is what I was given. But by sharing our differences, we can see how much we're alike and not have the shield to protect ourselves because we all just want the same thing, really, you know? So I, I kind of went off on many different journeys there, but that's kind of, uh, that was a huge spiritual awakening for me, I feel, you know, at a very young age, being immersed with all the things that I mentioned. 
Yeah, and and I will say, just building off of our conversation, Katie, I will say that was a very like powerful answer, you know. Whereas like you're really understanding yourself along your way, along the way, you know, you've traveled to different parts of the world. You're able to connect with people, even though you guys are not able to speak the same language. You know, you can tell through a, a person's body language, through the energy in which they keep. You know, it's definitely these are all like universal things, you know, because at the end of the day, we are all human beings, and the energy that we present, it doesn't matter where we come from what background we come from the energy we present people can feel that energy you know like I, I know for instance just for example like with our conversation I really feel like I know I've been saying this a couple times but like that passion that drive to succeed um and it's just the energy you carry to to others you know and, and carry an energy you bring within yourself um and I will say that was a also a really cool story though that you shared about your family as well um similarly I, I know for me like uh, I grew up in a a mix, a mix of Italian and Puerto Rican, uh, but my old school grandmother, like uh, she always with her, she really connects spiritually through food. You know, um, I can always, I can come from anywhere. Like I, I can literally be working busy. I'll stop by. She's always have food on the table, you know? Um, and I know for me, like I really try to embody that too. Like making sure there's always like home cooked meals for people, you know? And it's crazy. It's crazy how you just learn. You learn so much from like your ancestors from, your grandparents from your uncles aunts everybody yeah. you know just like yeah. like my, my main point though like just really tying it back is just like the energy that you feel from everybody else you know um you can yeah. really connect with that we're all connected in some way um yeah so and when she when you, when she makes that food with her hands and she cuts the vegetables and the way she puts it together it's love. It's a, it's an energy of love. You know, um, you know, there's there's sayings and stuff that people have said, like when we eat, we shouldn't eat alone. We should eat with people because it's a it's a ceremony and that like we shouldn't have our cell phones or electronics or distractions because it's a it's a it's an opportunity to intimately connect. Right. Um, so and I have tons of friends. You know, I pray before every meal. You know, I do. And um, and uh, a lot of people, one of my dear friends. Um, I see him doing it all the time. He'll take his hands and put them above the food and activate his food. People activate water and they speak to the water and they speak to the food to, you know, it comes from the roots, the soil, which is a whole nother conversation about our fresh soil in the world and, you know, the activation of our food so it can provide nutrient nutrients on a cellular level so it can activate, so it can embody us, be alive in us so we have our life force so then we can be here for one another and be there for ourselves so we can, you know, accomplish and do what we want and it's just such a gift to be here and it's a gift to be able to do that and we so much forget that because of all the distractions, right? So it's important to get silent and quiet with oneself, however that is for someone and, you know, and do it. And if people don't have time to do it, like they need it even more. Like if there's no time to put yourself first, that's when you need to do it even more. Yes. And, and, and I completely agree because at the end of the day, like you are the longest relationship you have in this world with anybody is with yourself. So it's just like taking that time to really understand yourself. Like like I know we talked about in the beginning, you know, taking those breaks, because like you said, we do get distracted, especially with social media, especially with like work whether people have family, you know, starting a family, having kids like there's just so much going on in the world, you know, that we tend to lose ourselves and we need moments where we can really just hit that reset button and we can really just ground ourselves, you know, and live in the moment. Um, I think yeah. those I think well, those moments are important. Yeah, I 1000 percent agree. And with trauma and we all have trauma, Gabor Mate, M-A-T-E on YouTube. I first time I saw him, I binged him for 16 hours. Like it literally it was Independence Day. And I just I was going, going busy so much with work and then things like collapse. And I was just, you know, where I was in the situation I was in. I just, you know, I transitioned and went within and I, you know, the wisdom of trauma. He has a documentary. You can go to his website, sign up and see it for free. But you can just binge him on YouTube and we're all traumatized. We're all traumatized, you know? And so when we understand that, it demystifies all those other things that 
people fear and the judgments and the pointing and blaming and shaming of one another. So, you know, a lot of people feel they can't put themselves first. A lot of people feel like they can't spend time for themselves because they're so addicted to doing what they don't want. And there's people are so we're emotional beings, right? The body intelligence, the primal being, we're so emotional that we're emotionally attached. And sometimes we're so emotionally attached. A, a lot of times we're emotionally attached attached to things that aren't serving us. And we're feeling like, oh, I've always done this, so I always have to keep doing it. Oh, this person's my sibling. It's my relative. Like, we're connected by blood. So they feel like they're attached to them in a way where they can't detach. So that's why there's a lot of coaches out there, you know, who are making a lot of money and a lot of books out there that do very well so people can learn about assertiveness, um, detaching, healthy boundaries, um, you know, things like that. Thank God for podcasts and you for showing up and shining light on these things, you know, because people want to have this energy and this communication to demystify and not feel guilty, blamed and shamed for following our dreams and putting ourselves first, you know, and, you know, I would just say start messy and start, you know, one foot in front of the other, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. And and I will say that's just a Thank you for the for the shout out, by the way. That was very nice of you. And uh, obviously, I will say, like, that's a really that's some really great advice, too, you know, and and I definitely can relate, especially when it comes to lack of boundaries. Um, I, I've definitely that's something that I've had to learn a lot. And I especially I went to school for and I'm learning more about it. You know, um, I, I had a, that's one of my bad habits. I used to go, go, go. I, I knew it, I was, as I was hearing your answer, like I was like, wow, like, it is really just remembering a moment like I would just go, 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 you know, for people, you know, and you got to understand you got to be able to create boundaries. Because when you do create boundaries for somebody with yourself, you know, it's your point. You're more you're showing more respect for yourself at the end of the day. Like, hey, like, I can't do this right now. Like, it's not a it's not the end of the world, you know, but like it's creating those boundaries is a great first step. And I will say, Katie, as I was hearing your answer, I was like, yeah, that's definitely a moment where I can I can definitely recall within my own journey, you know, when it comes to like lack of boundaries and stuff like that. Um, But. I will say you've really given a lot of great advice about like, oh, yeah, one more point. Yeah, feel free. Uh, yeah. Well, I based off what you just said, I just want to share like not only which is most important, like are we having respect for ourselves and boundaries and um, for ourselves? In addition, we're raising the bar for that other person because we're showing people how they can treat us, you know? Like people will try to treat us a certain way, but when we show people how they can treat us, we're actually raising the bar, not only for ourselves, but for them. So they can improve who they are, you know, which is not our responsibility whatsoever, but I'm not going to stoop down and stay low because this person is that like, no, like, and and if you don't have the audacity and the respect to raise my bar, I'm going to raise my bar and you can either raise your own or you know, I'll flock to a new herd and, and, you know, those other people can migrate together and stay at that level, you know, and then we can be voices for ourselves and then make an impact by showing others how they can too, if they choose to, it's their choice. Yeah. And, and I, and I agree, like, I, I agree with like all your points, you know, when it, like when you do show boundaries for other people, you know, it's up to them, like you said, like to really take their boundary and respect it. And if they don't respect it, like you said, Katie, like you'll find like a new herd, you know, you find other people. Um, I, f- I forget who said I forget who said this, but it's definitely a quote that I really like try to embody. It's like the five people you talk to, like you're the sum of like the five most recent people you talk to or something like that. And it's just it's just really talks about like the energies, like if you're surrounded by people that are positive minded growing you know you feed off of that energy um if you're surrounded by five yeah your top top five five. yeah and it can be male (laughs) female um feminine energy it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. like feminine masculine energy five including feminine and, and, and masculine energy it's the top five so i always check in like who's my top five who's my top five and i remember during the pandemic i'm like yo i need a new top five i was rocking and rolling with coaches growing up i had mentors and coaches and i coach now and how am i you know such a great coach because I'm coachable. I have coaches for everything I do, voiceovers, acting, like I have coaches. And I have clients because I coach them and everyone's at their own individual experience, you know? Like what your 10 is could be somebody else's 10. You know, everyone, like what someone's five is could be your 10, who knows? Like everyone's different, but you know, it's it's definitely checking with your top five. I remember one time, short story, this one masculine energy I had in my life that was my top five because I was single and I didn't have anyone was this person. and. He, um, 
berated me verbally, didn't respect me, spat on me, literally spat on my face one time. Not kidding. When I went to go do something huge and the night before just like spat on me um, because I didn't give him what he wanted, something that was mine that I paid for that I earned and he wanted him and I wouldn't give it to him and he spat on me and I still picked him up signed a lease for him, did things for him, did things for him, right? And just kept, tr- and, I, and I allowed him to treat me at that level. Then someone came into my life in a different way. And that person, that masculine energy moved off and it was replaced by this other masculine energy who was in, in my life, you know, for a long while. So um, it's very interesting to check in with your top five. And basically what you just said is your top five is the sum of, the over 8 billion people on the universe. Are we there yet? Are we at eight bil- over 8 billion? Is that where we're at around? <laughs> Pro- probably. It is a big number, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So, um, but yeah, you're on on par with what you exactly said. Yeah. And there's, there's research, there's studies that people can do and check into those kind of things. You know, um, Caroline Mice, M-Y-S-S, she's a mystic intuitive. She has a TED Talk. She has a, like, 10 audiobooks on Overdrive. It's an app. You can download it for free. Overdrive, just put in your library card, get one if you don't. Takes 30 seconds. And she is the author and she says everything. It's her voice and you hear her essence, her soul. You know, she's a mystic intuitive from Chicago. Caroline Mice, she's amazing. Abraham Hicks is amazing. Free stuff on YouTube, um, Spotify. I mean, the list goes on. There's, It's all out there, you know, and it, it's, you know, Ch- Paul Check. You know, he's he has a great podcast and he's he's awesome. You know, yeah. Yeah. And and I will say, Katie, uh, I've really enjoyed our conversation overall so far. I definitely think it's been great. It's been very inspiring as well. And I really like the people that you're recommending as well to to share, you know, for other people to listen, because. You know, the more information we learn about like growth and mindset and understanding ourselves, you know, and and learning to set boundaries, find show respect within ourselves, you know, the better able we are able to grow. And there's a lot of resources out there that a lot of people don't really know about. So I appreciate you, Katie, sharing that and stuff. Um, But transitioning a little bit, I know we talked a lot about like work, passions. We talked a lot about spirituality and have and have had a great conversation so far. Um, Transitioning a little bit to like relationships. I know we talked about it a little bit. Um, but just for fun. So I always ask all my guests this question that comes on. So let's say like you're on a first date with somebody, right? And um, he, she, or whoever you decided to date does this, um, like a turnoff. So my question is pretty much like, what turnoffs do you have? But like that you wouldn't have like a second date. So like for me to share, cause I always like to share this for everybody. Um, I will hand, I have like a little test. So I have a girlfriend now. She's great. So I don't want people to know. Oh no, no. Um, but I hand whoever I was on a date with the aux cord and depending on what music they play, because for me, music is very spiritual. Um, like if someone's blasting like some like death metal for me, I, I, I can't, I can't be like, Ooh, like I'm a little, a little intimidated. Um, so like, that's my test. Um, do you have any tests, Katie, you know, or like some fun tests, you know, or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, music's a great one. I mean, you, that's how I got one of my best friends. Like I didn't get him. And then like, I, heard his music and I'm like, oh, I get you now. Like I got him when I heard his music. This is a best friend when, when they like, when, when he became my best friend, I'm like, oh, you're my best friend now. Like, cause we, it was like this music, we just connected. Um, for me, honestly, hygienic, like, it, like if you're not hygienic, forget it. Like there's difference between messiness and like hygiene. Right. So like, if you're not on par with that, like forget it. Like I do not, I cannot like, you know what I mean? Like it's not happening. Um, yeah. And like, period. 1000%. That's like, that's the most important thing, I think. Um, and then also um, your, I think, um, I think manners, you know, like manner, like your class and your manners, like money can't buy that. But your your manners and and how you are. And also, like, I can't be into mommy's boys. Like, I've always like growing up for some reason been around mommy's boys. And it's like, not how I can't, I can't because it's, I used to like it because they're like, oh, like how they treat their mother is how they're going to treat you. No, then they're just always talking about their mom, like nonstop. I'm like, okay, cut the fucking, excuse me, umbilical cord and like get on with it. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, I can't do that. So that's like, that's another one. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are some good ones, Katie. I will say, um, hygiene is definitely important as well. Cause you gotta be able to take care of yourself. You know, you gotta be able to like 
You know, like if you need to get your nails done, get your nails done. You know, if you, if you need to get your hair done, get your hair done. You know, showering, making your making sure that you're clean. You know, like that hygiene is definitely important, and I definitely yeah. think that's a really spot on answer. And also, like how manners as well is another good one too. And everyone has like their own preference, which I I always like asking this question because it's really cool to hear like people's perspectives and stuff. Um, because I, especially now, oh my fault, especially now with like the pandemic, you know, like every every so many businesses are short staffed. So how you treat waitresses and waiters, you know, that's definitely something that I look at, too. You know, manners is definitely yeah. important. Yeah, 1000 percent, 1000 percent. I'm sensitive to energy. So, like, I mean, with what you're saying, like during this whole thing, I've probably been to like maybe less than 10 restaurants because because energetically, I'm going to pick up on their energy that they're sad, that their circumstances, they're understaffed, they're being treated a certain way. Like, I just don't want to be a part of that. Like, you know, what I mean, like, like, I can't be a part of that because I don't want to like by just not being there, it's kind of like showing up for them by not being there in a, in a way, because, you know, um, if that makes sense to you, but, um, but also, um, you know, it's like difficult times for people. Oh, and I was going to say like, let's, and for the person tuning in, like, let's not get it twisted. Like it doesn't have to be like Chanel and like things like that. Like, you know what I mean? But it's, it's basic, like, you know, hygiene because of being a very, uh, emotional, like sensorial person. I have HSP, like highly sensitive person. Also misophonia. I did an amazing episode with the president of the misophonia Institute on my podcast. It's called she's all over the place, um, which is in the top 5% of all podcasts. So exciting. I'm in season four right now. Um, women empowerment series, check it out. But, um, um, Tom Doiser, who's the president of the misophonia Institute. Um, I found him because of my sister, who's a genius, Anna. Um, and like, a lot of people don't know they have misophonia where they get like they get an irritation or they get angry like they think like they're an angered person but what happens is it's our nervous system because the first thing is our heart as human beings so we have over 40,000 neurons in our heart but then after the heart it's our nervous system and basically like if i'm somewhere and um there's like an accident or like a, a, a ambulance is going like this what happens for me personally i stop breathing and so i go from like a one from hearing it to like a seven, eight, nine, ten, quick. So what I have to do specifically, I have to scuba breathe in slow, out slow, because I forget to breathe. My um, prefrontal cortex shuts down. I go to fight and flight. And so I, what I normally do before finding this out, when that specifically happened, I darted back into the restaurant and I went into the bathroom and I stayed there until it passed because my nervous system, my sensory processing system gets hijacked, you know, where it's not, our brain is just a tool with these thoughts, but our cellular level, our nervous system reacts. So it's like, oh my God, what's happening? What's happening? And so other people may have misophonia and just not know it. And then they're triggered by different things. Mine is from like motor sounds, a lawnmower, a blower, a, um, a hair dryer. So, cause like growing up, like the blow dryer would always like really annoy me with my mom. Right. And it's been a while since I've been there, but those kind of, tr those things trigger me. So I know now when I get that intuitive hit, because that's what it is. It's a hit on the nervous system. It's like a hit. I just need to scuba breathe. And it literally, I can feel it and see it going down. And lastly, I have earplugs wherever I go because I have such sensitive ears. So I'm very sensitive by being like around a lot of people, I, I not only because of that, but I take on their energy. So we get to say, do, like you said earlier, find what works for us and then not be shamed and blamed by it, by it, but know what works for us and know what doesn't. And that's okay. It's not right or wrong. It's just like, I might like this person, but they do this and it's going to drive me crazy. Not because they're a bad person. They may be awesome. I know people who are amazing, awesome, but I just can't be with them because it will literally drive me nuts, you know, because, because of how I am built and operate. And it's, it's more than my brain and my thought. It's a, it's a, like a, it's a nervous system. It's biological. And we have to we get to respect that about ourselves and other people and have compassion, you know? Yeah. And, and I completely agree, you know, it, like, cause again, like at the end of the day, everybody is different, you know, and everybody has 
their own like I know we mentioned like traumas I know we mentioned like everybody's different in their own bodies too so I will say Katie I really appreciate you sharing that you know because it definitely as I'm hearing that you know as I'm hearing like your answer you know like you really took the time you know you used to run from the bathroom you used to run to the bathroom then you took time to understand like hey like what's actually like going on here to really understand yourself and I wanted to just uh, validate your feelings when it comes to that you know like you took those steps and a lot of other people you know if they are feeling similarly you know take those steps you know really find like hey like what's really going on because it's crazy because like when, when when you when you get an injury you know like let's say like you break a bone or like you you like get injured somehow you know there's like doctors you know they're very quick to like hey like you need to do this this and this but when it comes to like our minds you know and like things that are like our senses it can be a like a slippery slope because there's not that much data or information you know so really taking the steps to really find and find people you know that can really like help you understand yourself at the end of the day um but just yes it's very important katie and i will say um just transitioning a little bit we talked a lot about like spirituality work and it's i've really enjoyed our conversation so far um when it comes to astrology i know this podcast we talk a little bit about astrology and stuff katie um for you i'm just curious um have you always been interested in in astrology or like what is like what's like your overall relationship with astrology yeah i mean my birthday's 11 11 so you can only imagine like it's twice a day but i am the 11 11 like it's I was born under the lucky stars. It's my dad's birthday. He was a cross country runner. I'm a cross country runner. Like, so we have that special kinship and bond through cross country running short term, medium term, long term goals. Like we both have the birthday 1111. And so I'm really connected to that and honor that and respect that and know it's, it's one of my gifts. Right. And not that I understand it all the way, but I always know there's a knowing and it's very sacred and special. So I honor that. And um, I walk along those footsteps as much as I can. And then I I utilize it for when I'm maybe down in the dumps or something to remember to remember that like that's my thing. And it gives me this guiding light and this hope. But I'm a numbers girl, you know, two, 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 five, 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 four, four, four. I also put healing frequencies. So phagio healing frequencies. We work with them. a scientist from subtle energy and we put sophagia healing frequencies um, into the music. So it's all about vibes, but um, yeah, astrology. I ha- I'm on the co-star app. I'm not an affiliate with them, but I love, I love reading the script of, you know, the daily thing and then the, the knots and then not three things not to do three things to do today. It's a fun thing to go to. Um, when I was a kid, I was like always really into it. I remember when I was a kid also, um, my, 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 maybe when I did a confession and I told my priest, like he deemed it like bad, like it wasn't good. So I felt like shameful about it, you know, for a couple of years. And maybe I didn't do it for a few years. I kind of like ventured off from that area. Cause I was told maybe it wasn't, you know, a good thing to be doing, but then that dissipated and I kind of circled back around and like, you know, dabbled here and there. So I'm always open to learning. Um, I know there's like a, you know, like an astrology book and like those kind of numbers and things. So I explore and I do it for fun and in tune and in sync with certain things. But, you know, like I'm not so detrimental where I take it too seriously, you know, because I am pretty intense in other areas of my life where I take things so seriously. So for me, it's um, an exploration and it's a it's a fun kind of thing. And I, you know, I believe and I feel like there's truth to everything. So I'm, I'm definitely open and I love hearing stories and journeys about it. How are you with astrology? Yeah. So, so overall, when it, and, and thank you for the question, by the way, <laughs> uh, when, when it comes to like astrology overall, I always view astrology as like, it's a tool to help yeah. understand yourself. Like there's many tools, like there's going to therapy, there's uh, finding, finding stuff, you know, for yourself at the end of the day, cause everybody's different, you know, everybody needs certain different things. Um, but for me, like astrology, I, I started studying psychology more as I was an undergrad and now I'm in grad school. Um, astrology really like started to hit home. Um, my girlfriend's best friend, she used to live in Indonesia. So she came to the state. She really talked about like astrology and two, both of them were just talking and I was just observing. I'm like, huh like this is definitely interesting and um 
my girlfriend's best friend ends up telling me like, hey, Josh, like, what's your chart? And then and they find out that I'm a Taurus. And then she talks a lot about like the, the your moon, your your all like the planets, Venus and all that stuff. And I literally that night I stay up probably to like five, six in the morning just reading everything. Because like for me, like when I'm really into something like similar to you, Katie, like I'm I could be very intense and I'm like, I want to know everything, you know, very I, I like the deep dive into, it, you know, and uh, and I will say for astrology overall, like I don't think it's the only tool, you know, but I, I, I like to implement it into the podcast because it's just like another way for for my guests and for everybody to just understand themselves. Um, does, um, does she give uh, readings? Does she do readings for people? Um, she, I, I believe she does. She's also another Scorpio. So I'll, I'll reach what? out to her and let her what? know. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, if she does readings, if she wants to do it, we could do a reading anytime. Like I'm open for that. <laughs> I don't like seek out and go do readings, but I may have had readings. And so as I'm saying, if it's a natural thing that happens like this or mm-hmm. something that happens, I'm like, I'm like, okay. Like if it's a vibe, I'm like, yeah, or no. Like there, there are people who do contact me on social media and you can like see their page or their eyes or their vibes, like just your vibes. You can like say, eh, I don't know about this. And like, so, but it has to be kind of like authentic, you know, things like that. So yeah, intuition. Yes, that's a, that's a great term, intuition, trusting that mm-hmm. inner voice inside your head, trusting if you feel something's off with the energy nine times out of 10, it's definitely true. Um, but before we wrap everything up, um, when it comes to astrology, Katie, um, I usually Google this website. I 10 out of 10, if you're just starting like astrology and you're, and you're really in and you want to know a little bit more, um, it's the horoscope.co. Um, it's just a website where you just Google your sun and moon. So as I give your little reading, Katie, just tell me, let me know how you feel overall about it. Cool. Um, so for you, Katie, you're a Scorpio sun with a Sagittarius moon. And it says a hearty personality, insightful and idealistic. The Scorpio sun Sagittarius moon personality will wish to leave some meaningful legacy behind positives for your sun and moon combination. Very dedicated, can be daring and very curious. Um, some negatives can be a little bit suspicious, can be a little bit too tense at times. Um, perfect partner, someone who gives them enough freedom without being distant and word of advice for your sun and moon combination. You need to understand that their words sometimes are often very harsh and can offend. So as I give you like your positives, negatives, perfect partner and advice, what are some thoughts that come to mind? Uh, well, I, just a moment. I love it all. It's on on par. Just a moment ago, I said how I could be intense in ways. If you look at my Instagram post yesterday, it, I, I talk about how, like, um, you know, I come from a family of, you know, unfortunately, um, the family before, right, um, were very mean, you know, to my mother and very mean. And so my mom, um, mental abuse. And so my mom was able to um, cut me down with her words, you know, cause it would happen to her. And so it says on this post I posted yesterday and I was, as a podcast, I was on that, like, you know, I can cut you with my, I, with a butcher knife, I can cut you down in two seconds and I can build you up. I can rip yourself worth down in two seconds by the power of my words and I can rip you up. So I know the power of the sound and vibration and what we share. So for example, everything I've been saying, like on this podcast, it is a sound that's a vibration that goes onto imprints onto someone's spirit and their soul into their brain function, their hippocampus, right? Short-term, long-term memory. And I have the impact. And so by noise pollution, when we're silent, the, the what we listen to musically, what we listen to in humanity, the people we listen to, like it's so powerful, the sound vibrations of the word. So I practice, I practice so much to you know, be of my word through kindness and grace, because I know what the other stuff looks like. And some people may say, oh, you, you're in your bubble. You need to live a little. OK, you may think that. Thanks for letting me know. But it's my choice to lead that way because I know what the other stuff feels like, you know, because it was done to me. And I know I have empathy because it was done to someone I care about and I've done it to other people that I love and I didn't want to, but I didn't know how to control or respond to that energy. I was just reacting. So it's, you know, generational stuff that we get to practice, apply and learn on our life journey. So we're only as, you know, our, our weakest, our weakest link, you know, isn't, isn't really like a weakness. It's our strength. So that thing I get to work on to empower myself can actually, I can make it transparent to hopefully inspire other people as well. 
Yeah, Katie, and I will say that is a very, like, a, again, very insightful and, and a great answer as well overall. And I completely agree with you, you know, from someone that has also dealt with a lot of, like, family trauma. And uh, my, my mother definitely has gone through a lot because she was diagnosed with, like, bipolar disorder. So living so living with someone like that, you go through the peaks and valleys, you know, the mania periods, the depressive periods. It's 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 a lot, you know. It's like an emotional roller coaster. Um, so, it's difficult, and life is already like mm-hmm. that. It's yeah. already up and down right yeah. it's like it yeah so i i feel you i totally feel you i appreciate you your vulnerability and sharing that of um, course, i just yeah. was talking to a psychiatrist yesterday actually um because i'm a part of this nft project astro emojis and they're all it's the first like mental health um project on the blockchain where they're helping people demystify and there there was like a room and they were talking about bipolar actually and um i became friends with a psychiatrist because obviously like i'm into neuroscience and those kind of things but um he was telling me you know, there there's like um, and he's bipolar. The psychiatrist is bipolar and he's done all the medications. He's been through it all like he really gets it. And there's like a shot that you can take twice a year. So you don't have to take a pill every day. There's just a shot you can do twice a year. But I found out they're actually bringing um, psychedelics, you know, soon it's on the way. So like people in Gabor Mate, when you watch him on YouTube, he does that. He'll give people like some kind of psychedelic and talk them through the trauma and stuff. So all those things that are happening, it's from, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but it's a traumatic experience, right? Um, it's, it's, it's a, that's a whole big, another podcast, but yeah, I, I totally feel you. Um, yeah, I, I, I have deep compassion, you know, and it's hard because there's not like a test for bipolar, you know, like, how do you know this person is bipolar? Actually, like there's this book by um, Bethany Webster um, about like how to heal your inner mother. And when I was listening to that, like those things speak out to me more than anything. And we get, you know, prescribed or saying, oh, this is this thing. And people don't know. And they're they're just telling you what they're telling you something they want to feel you good. They don't want you to be upset or because that's what everyone else is doing. But obviously we're shape shifting and changing the world and by being leaders, because actually, you know, you know, there there's genius. in a lot of people when they self-inflict and think something's wrong with them, actually it's the other people who just may not understand who they are and how they operate. They actually might have all these beautiful gifts, right? But then condemned by society because they don't know. And there's not even a test for it. Like, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, and, and I completely agree with you, Katie. I, I definitely am feeling, like, that vibe and energy, you know, and and you're right. Like, especially, like, I know I mentioned a little bit earlier, like, when it comes to, like, our minds, you know, and, like, when it comes to mental illness, like, you, there's no, like, real clear-cut solution. It's a lot of trial and error. Like, I know, like, seeing my mother and also, like, seeing some of my family members that also do have mental illness, you know, like, sometimes medication works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes they need to boost the dosage. Sometimes they need to lessen the dosage. Like, it's just... Or it makes it worse. Yeah, I know. Or it makes it worse. Like, I I, I completely agree, you know, and, and I will say, like... Put a Band-Aid yeah. on it. I know. I'm and, not and, a doctor. Yeah. I know it can really help people, so, yeah. you know. Oh, I know. I know it. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody's different. So like for some people it works, like you just take the pill and it works for other people. It's, it's completely different. You have to really just find, just like find yourself at the end of the day. That's pretty much like the theme of a lot of like our conversation and stuff. And Katie, I will say I've really enjoyed our whole conversation in general. We talked a lot about from like your own spiritual journey to work and, and even like relationships and talking a lot about mental health and all that fun stuff. Um, Katie, I'm going to give you the floor because I know you do like a lot with like NFTs and podcasting and all that fun stuff. Um, where can everybody follow you at and check out your own work? Yeah, Chinakas.com, my last name, C-H-O-N-A-C-A-S. So everything's there. I'm on every single social media platform you can think about. We have merch if you want to support. I have, a, you know, a book, A Lover's Fairy Tale on Amazon. Um, but, you know, all the NFT stuff do, I'm doing, all my music, everything. It's just, you can find it all by just going to Chinakas.com and reaching out. I do uh, coaching too for people. Um, so group coaching, private coaching. So anyone who wants support, I'm here for you for sure. I know what it's like being a kid and wanting someone to be there and support me and I'm feeling isolated and dismantled and not having, you know, so I want to be that for people. Oh, yeah, definitely. I know you mentioned your podcast a little bit earlier. Can you talk a little bit about about that as well? I I know you mentioned like it was in the top five as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I have a meeting in seven minutes with um, Rad NFT TV. Um, so um, that um, let's um, let me see here. So she's all over the place. Um, is my podcast. It's in its fourth season. And this season is focused on divine femininity in all genders. And uh, it's a women empowerment series as well. Um, when I was in season three, I thought about, you know, what the theme was for season four. And I wanted to work on my weakest link. And I, as a youngster, being very independent, as a bold artist, you know, with Greek roots, um, you know, I projected business to masculine energies, you know, not to divine femininity or to females. And um, I empowered myself, you know, while holding on to my ethics and morals and values when I saw a lot of, you know, things that were happening and um, people manipulating their powers of money and manipulating their powers of sexuality in an exchange for materialistic goods that we don't take with us. And I was very sensitive to all those things. So um, and I saw a lot of situations, especially, you know, being in Hollywood and traveling the world internationally. So um I wanted to, you know, it's been years, you know, of me developing female mentors and female bonded friendships of them pouring to me, coming to me and me feeling a part of a community and feeling welcomed and connected. So I wanted to do this women empowerment series, although I do identify as, you know, she and her. I also identify now the language is they and them. So I always felt like I was a tomboy. I always felt like I always created this script like my parents and my sister and then the second one it was supposed to be a boy so that i maybe sensorily i picked up the energy of them wanting to maybe have a boy because they had a girl they never said that to me but i just picked it up and i made it up but it was just a part of my script so i thought maybe i was supposed to be a boy and i always felt like a town boy and i always felt like those kind of things so i always felt like awkward right and and in a lot of ways so um so i wanted to and that's why you know exploring divine femininity you know it's not just in quote unquote males right or females quote like there's it, there's yin and yang and other people we all have the divine feminine energy masculine energy um and things of that sort so so I wanted to strengthen my core and my spiritual journey to really get to the root of that so it can become very strength and very um, full in my life so I wouldn't feel that um, unbalanced in my in my life. Yeah. Yeah, and I will say, uh, and, and you guys can check that out. I know you're on Spotify and all that fun stuff. And I'll, and I'll put all your links that you mentioned in the show description so you guys can just check that out and check Katie out. And Katie, I will say, I know you have a meeting coming up, so I will say I've really enjoyed our conversation. Very insightful and good luck with your journey as you're going on your world, you know, traveling and all that fun stuff. And, and please stay safe. Yeah, stay in touch. And when you and your um, partner are in L.A. or New York, look me up. We can meet up for lunch or something. Of course. Take it easy. Okay. Bye, Joshua. Thank you.